Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to My Millennial Money. Today on this little special bonus edition, I'm joined by Darren Younger, the CEO and founder of Bricklet. Hey, Darren. Hi. How you doing? I'm not too bad. And we're at Toby's Estate having a coffee and I just wanted to basically pick Darren's brain about Bricklet and how it worked in a very casual conversation-like manner around Bricklet because I just want to know from a personal point of view and I guess from with my financial planning hat on, know how it works. And then also, I asked people in the My Millennial Money Facebook group if they've got any questions about Bricklet which is a, a new kid on the block or a new kid on the brick. So, <laughs> walk us through, Darren, the origins of Bricklet and why it became a thing. Absolutely. So, the, the, the background around Bricklet is understanding a little bit about the, the world of property and, and, you know, the property prices are increasing. People are trying to get into the property market and looking at different ways around how we could achieve, how we could let people achieve the ability to go into the property market on a smaller scale, um, but still get the quality assets from the major cities. So, I want to talk about the word fragmentation and fractional because they're different. And at the outset, I just want to say that Bricklet is so different than competitors. We often get asked in the Facebook group about BrickX, which is a, would you say, a competitor per se. But you know what, Darren? I don't think it's a competitor because it's actually different, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. So... Talk to me about fragmentation and fractional when we talk about these property type syndicates and yep. schemes. Yeah, sure. So, fractional investment is typically done through an indirect style. So, that's done through a unit trust or some kind of structure that's put around the property that then owns the property. So, often the property is on the balance sheet of that structure and then um, the unit holders are effectively shareholders of that company. The difference with uh, fragmentation, what Bricklet is providing as a platform, is the ability to own the direct ownership of the property. So, it means that all the Bricklet holders are actually on the land title. Wow. And we'll get into the mechanics and into the weeds about that. But back to the origins of Bricklet, you guys started in South Australia, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And I was doing some research. South Australia has this weird property heritage thing happening with landmark cool things. And the Torrens title originally came out of South Australia, the first in the world, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it was invented in South Australia quite a number of years ago and um, and, and hence the interest to, to start it in South Australia and also with the um, with the support of the South Australian government, the Minister for Trade and Tourism, David Ridgway, and his team were very much behind it around, you know, how, how they can help us. You know, they wanted to be very innovative also around, you know, the next, let's call it, version of Torrens title. Yeah, and I guess it's... It's material to this discussion that we understand what a Torrance title is. So, what's the difference between Torrance title and strata in layman's terms, would you say? 
Torrens title effectively means that um, the reason that it came about is that all the ways that outside of Torrens title is you've got to prove the ownership. So you're basically showing a chain of ownership. So I, I bought it off you, you bought it off him, he bought it off her, um, and we can go back as far as we can and you've got to have the records to verify that. So that's traditionally the way that property was done and in fact that is still the way that it's done in many countries, especially in the US. So the, when Torrens title was invented, it was all about having a, a central point of truth so that if you are listed on that land title, then the registry was the, the point of truth. So that that way it was no dispute because it was actually the, the title itself that was held by held by the authorities that said this is who owns the title. Right. Interesting. So you know that people have a love affair with property in Australia and the price to entry is pretty savage, okay? Yeah. So how would you tell my grandmother how Bricklet works? Yeah, I use the easiest way to explain Bricklet is through an example, right? So if I said to you, um, if you don't have $500,000 to buy an investment property, um, let's say that's an apartment that's worth $500,000, and instead of buying the whole thing, we will cut it up into 20 Bricklets, all of equal value, so basically representing 5% of that apartment, and you can buy those for $25,000. So the ownership structure is the same, you still are on title, the only difference is that you're paying less for it um, and you're also your fees like stamp duty etc also prorated yeah so practically speaking like how does the council track if there was a a bricklet property like would you ever have bricklet properties that are a standalone house or are they always going to be in like a unit complex or something like that? It could be standalone, could be unit, could be commercial. Um, it's because it, the Bricklet platform actually activates on the title, not on the type of property. Right. So what we do is we leverage the tenants in common, which is a way of listing more than one person on Perfect. the title. And what the Bricklet platform does is it automates the way that those, uh, those tenants in common are updated on the title. Right. So basically... Your local Shire Council, for example, it could have property ownership tenants in common and list 25 people. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and have you had much opposition in some council areas about implementing that technology into their systems or...? One of the big enablers of Bricklet has been, over the last few years, the enablement of e-conveyancing. So e-conveyancing, um, the first company to introduce that was a company called Pexa. And um, what that means is that a lot of this, a lot of the processes to actually update a title are automated and digital. So the councils don't actually get involved. It's actually the land titles office. But they don't need to physically get involved like they did 20, 30 years ago. Right, right. Okay, so they've kind of, it just bypasses them. Correct. And I guess everything's electronic. So what does it matter if there's 25 registered owners or one or two correct right so as you can hear it it is sounding a little bit out of the ordinary and very new okay yeah which can be scary if someone says i've got a new idea like you imagine 500 years ago if i said darren i've got this idea i'm going to walk over press a button on the wall and the room's going to light up they would call me a, a witch and probably hang me right <laughs> yep. that's crazy now one of the common questions, and we will get to the questions in the Facebook group, but I just want to address the, I guess, the elephant in the room or the uh, Kenyan pour over that I've got in front of me. 
how is it different from BrickX? It's from Wahib and Luke said that and a few other people. So the main difference between Bricklet and BrickX is the direct ownership of property versus indirect. So BrickX is an indirect model. That is, they buy the property, uh, goes on their balance sheet, and then people are buying into as part of a unit trust into that. So you've got an indirect ownership. The main difference with Bricklet is that you have a direct ownership, so you're actually on title. Yeah, and that was a different thing. Like, uh, I was approached by somebody and they said, oh, why don't you approach BrickX, for example, because they've got a cool new model that's happening. And I said, no, they've got a cool new marketing team because unlisted and listed property trusts have been around for many, many years. Correct. So, this is truly different in the fact that if I had enough bricklets, I would get charged land tax, or if I had enough brick Xs, I would never get charged land tax directly. Correct. That's right. There might be some underlying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but. Yeah. Yeah. Bricklets just add to your property portfolio. So even if you had a property in full and you own some bricklets, in it, you actually would add those two together for your land tax. Yeah. So if I had $50,000 that I wanted to invest and I did have an appetite for direct property, I could effectively, if there was two bricklet properties, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne, one in Brisbane, I could buy two bricklets of $25,000 in each capital city. So I've got the exposure and diversification. Correct. That's right. Yes. Now, I said the word bricklet properties, okay? So how do you guys uh, get the stock to sell the bricklets? Yep. And then secondly, how does bricklet make money? So, first of all, Bricklet works with a number of developers. Um, we also have some big developers that are backing us as well. The, um, the developers provide us stock. We, do, we go through a very rigorous compliance check around the actual developers and their quality. Um, obviously, quality control is, is a very important piece. Um, and that gives us the stock to, to put onto the platform. Are Bricklets, just before you go on uh, with how else you make money... Are bricklets, am I buying a bricklet off the plan or do you sell bricklets once the stock's ready to go? At the moment, the properties that are listed on the platform are ready to go yes. um, and we can do both. Okay, great. So, we are actually started our first, um, I guess, off the plan project, which is a project um, you know, where you're buying bricklets into a property development and then you, know, you, you receive upside on that as the construction is completed. Okay, great. So, you, you've got some different builders and developers that help you guys build bricklet properties. Correct. Okay. Now, day-to-day, so the deal's been done, I've got my bricklet, five years later, a bricklet still involved? Yes. How is bricklet still involved in my life? Yeah, so bricklet stays as the platform that you manage your bricklet, so we will provide the reporting around the bricklet, so anything, you know, uh, around tax and that kind of thing, so you can use that for that. Also, you can manage your portfolio on the Bricklet platform. And at any point that you want to then go and sell the, any of the Bricklets, then you also use the platform to sell the Bricklets. Right. So, does that mean that the Bricklet properties are unencumbered because everyone's just paid cash for it? Correct. So, as far as the Bricklet platform is concerned, people are buying it unencumbered. We are also working with a number of financial institutions at the moment to enable finance against bricklets. Yes. I was going to say, because that was one of my questions, like if I had a, I'll just make it up, a $35,000 bricklet, which was one 
25th of an $875,000 property and I wanted to use my $35,000 as leverage. I mean, at the moment, I can't, but going forward, that's something you'd be looking at doing. Yeah, absolutely. We're already working with a number of financial institutions around the process and how that would work. Yes. So if you took a different example, um, what we want to enable is in the same way that if you save up $100,000, you might be able to buy a $500,000 investment property, you will be able to Which save up... Which is a 20% up. deposit for those players. Yep. yep. So, at the same, you know, if you take that down a scale, um, what we will be enabling is for someone who saves up $10,000 to be able to then leverage that and get a $50,000 bricklet. So, what happens over time is that the same metrics apply. So, if that $50,000 bricklet goes up by, you know, over time by 20%, then that same increase is then applied, you know, across that original investment and you're going to get a good return on your cash. So I'm going to rapid fire you just questions as they come up out of this crazy mind of mine and it might be what coffee do you want next or it might be how does tax work. So we'll go there with bricklets. Does each bricklet have its own custodian company that overlays it that has a power of attorney? Yeah, so the way that the platform works is it's the platform itself. So um, without going into too much detail, within the structure, there is a trustee company that um, is assigned to manage the bricklet on the bricklet holder's behalf. So what they do is that, that, that entity then assigns an asset manager. So the properties are managed by an asset manager, not, not your traditional property manager who's you know, most of the time is being quite reactive to, to what needs to happen. An asset manager is much more proactive and long-term. And so we, we have that through, um, through partnerships. And one of the biggest partnerships we have is a company called Yabonza who do um, national asset management. Yeah. So, for example, if I got 25 friends together and we all threw in 35 grand because I've got heaps of friends with spare cash, like, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, but if there's 25 of us and we all went in and bought a property through the Bricklet platform, could there ever be a coup and get rid of Bricklet out of our life? Don't know what, the, what you mean. Okay. so <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. So, for example, my 25 friends... We've, we've all got the bricklet and bricklet organised the tenant for the property, yep. any property maintenance, and yep. I'd imagine there'd be a fee, right? Yep. Could the bricklet holders ever get together and vote the property off the bricklet platform or are we under contract for eternity forevermore, amen, yep. to use the bricklet platform? Yeah, good question. Or so- could I buy out if I was... Rich, could I approach other bricklet holders to buy the rest of the property, then own all the bricklets, and then get rid of bricklet? Correct. Yeah. Okay. The, the final example is is exactly how it works. So it is when you come on board as a as an investor through bricklet, you're basically signing up to be a passive investor. So that means that you get all the benefit of the the re, the financial returns of the bricklet, but you don't have any of the hassle of, of the managing, management, right? Yeah. So so that's a positive. So, at any point, though, if you own 100% of the bricklets, you can take it off the bricklet platform. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, that's cool. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Just (laughs) wondering. If, for example, there was a property and there was an apartment complex with 20 apartments, would bricklet buy all 20 or are you only buying like two or three in that location? That's a good question. So, the... And I'll just tell everyone, I've not given Darren any notice. We're just rapid firing <laughs> question and he's been brave enough to 
um, to let me turn on my barbecue grill and uh, and have a grilling. So thank you so much. <laughs> That's great. So um, if I give you an example around a completed product, so before you ask the question around completed product versus uh, off the plan. So in a completed product world, it would be any any or all of those apartments, um, but they're all treated individually. So we could have one, two, three, five, or all twenty of those apartments. On a when we're actually doing the development process and we're actually raising the funds for the development like an off-the-plan model, um, it works very, very different. And this is where it starts to get very exciting for the future because it's it enables something that's never been done before. And that is direct ownership. So if you think um, we're going to do a development where it's an apartment block of 20 apartments and let's say that we do this, on that there's going to be 400 bricklets. And those 400 bricklets, when the property's finished, is right across all 20 of those apartments as one block, right? So it means that you've also got, if you own one of those bricklets, you've got the diversity of the rent across all 20 apartments and you're actually part of the whole complex. So, and what that then enables is, I'm not sure if if many people have heard about the term build to rent. So because the property is being built specifically to rent out and it's not going to be sold off, then we can do a lot of really cool things around the facilities that we can add into that apartment block. I guess countering that, it just means that whole apartment block, there's no owner-occupied there. Correct. Which, correct. good and bad, whatever way you look at it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you'll see more and more of this build-to-rent concept. So, yes. developers are really starting to understand that um, you know, the market is moving more around renting than it is around owning the, your own home. So, you can still own property, you can yes. still own investment properties, but your own place, you know, you, you might rent out. So, because there's um, a, a trend towards that, there's much more emphasis now around the tenant experience. So, developers are now looking at better ways to enhance that experience. What makes it... Yeah, like common spaces and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. We've got a big property and, for example, Bricklet, the platform owns three properties out of 20, for example, or the Bricklet holders own three of the 20 apartments, for example. What if there's a 90 grand bill and it's an extra levy that the Strata Committee put on? Number one, is there a Bricklet representative that goes to the Strata meeting or do all bricklet holders get the chance to go to the strata meeting? So no to the no bricklet holders will go to the strata meeting. It's the asset manager who manages it on their behalf. So it's the asset manager that would go to the meeting. Yes. Um, if there's a fee, the way that it works is the asset manager also provides, um, think of it like a line of credit. So if, um, let's say the rent uh, for the month is $5,000 and $1,000 worth of things had to be done that month, um, the bricklet holders don't have to put any more money in. Um, at the end of the month, the 5000 rent comes in, $1,000 gets paid back and 4000 is distributed to the bricklet holders. In the case where it's a bigger amount than the rent, it just means that nothing would get paid that month and then some the next month and, and kind of uh, keeps working like that. So does the bricklet platform just have one big trust account that collects rent and pays it out? So the way it works with the property management, that's how it works with the asset manager. 
Yes, the asset manager, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So the asset manager uh, manages all that. Yeah. Um, and they, Bricklet own the asset management company. No, 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 no. no it's a partnership. A partnership. So yeah. they all they do at the end of the month is they, they there's a lot of reporting and integration that happens on the data side, but basically um, the money from the rent flows through into the Bricklet trust account and then gets distributed to the Bricklet holders. Yes. So the asset manager doesn't know who the Bricklet holders are. They just know that they've got a property to manage. Right. So this is really cool. Like Bricklet more so... Because you're a tech guy, right? Yeah. Bricklet is more of a tech play than a property play. Correct. Yeah. So, the Bricklet platform is purely a platform to enable the transfer of tenants in common in an automated, efficient way with the controls around managing the asset. Yes. And realistically, Bricklet will never own the properties. Correct. Yes. Yeah, never owns a property. Yeah. Correct. And that's the and I guess what I was doing, the difference is with the tech play, like we've all been to the tacky seminars and they're put up as like the biggest hotel company in the world doesn't own any hotels, Airbnb. The biggest car taxi provider service in the world doesn't own any cars. Uber. The biggest property platform in the world doesn't own any properties, Bricklet. Like is that the vibe we're going for? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you think about it, we will be the biggest asset manager, the biggest uh, landlord without owning any property. Yeah, love it. Love it. And it's interesting, like, I get a lot of companies approach me to have a chat with, and the fact that you made it to hang off one of my microphones, I half think you're a decent human to start with. And secondly, (laughs) I half think that the concept stands up. And I'm going to actually chat with John about it as well, because he couldn't make it today. But when I had some initial chats, because I always bounce stuff off John. Yeah, great. I'm like, oh, hey, John, Bricklet, what do you think? And I said, it's, you know, it's, you know, tenants in common. It's like, it's actual ownership. On your tax return, it will have the address of the property. Yeah. So, and he's like, oh, yeah, sweet. So, <laughs> we will thrash it out with John at a later date. Excellent. But effectively, who's Bricklet's ideal customer, would you say? The ideal customer for Bricklet or the investors of Bricklet would be anybody who wants property exposure uh, or wants diversity in their in their property portfolio, um, but don't have you know the, the the amount of money that you would need if you had a property portfolio of, of full properties. Yeah, and I think it's cool as well. Like if you're an investor and you might be of the Islamic faith and you don't want to get loans or whatever, but still want access to property, this could be a, a way in as well just to cash flow your investment portfolio. Yeah, there's some interesting um, ways also to look at, and it's things like NDIS properties is a good example. So people that want to invest um, in more social good. So what Bricklet will allow them to do is be able to buy Bricklets in, a, in an NDIS property, for example. So it could help out a person with a disability. And also there's things like where we're looking at working with some other organisations that provide housing for different demographics of, uh, of society and, um, and how we can leverage Bricklet for exactly the same purpose. So is the Bricklet play mainly not freehold properties at the moment. And if you're listening to that, a freehold property is the two-bed, three-bed, two-bathroom house in suburbia. Whereas, you know, it might be a townhouse where I live and there's three of us with three bedders or it could be a unit complex. Like, what do you think the most demand is for property exposure and investment? 
It's interesting because most of the properties so far have been that um, you know apartment or townhouse style, um, but we've also we've had a number of requests already from people saying, "Let us know when the first house and land yeah. properties are on," because yeah. you know, and, and it depends on the suburbs, obviously. And we don't provide any kind of advice around what suburbs, but we're definitely getting a lot of requests for different types of property. Can I buy a bricklet with my self-managed super fund? Yes, there's no limitation because um, it is direct property. In fact, it's um, you know it, it is quite an interesting um, opportunity for a self-managed super fund for that exact reason around diversity. So you could spend a hundred grand or two hundred grand out of your self-managed super fund and have quite a diverse portfolio with bricklet. Maybe I should buy some bricklets with my super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and that's it. Like, so because it is direct property. I could own it through a company. I could own it in my own name. Okay, here's a question for you. Can my spouse, can we both have half a bricklet each? Can we split the split? Yes. I think you can because it'll be a name. It'll be a line item. Two names in one line item on the title. Yeah, I'd have to double check. We'll take that offline. Yeah, we'll take that one yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, leaving yeah. that on the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like asking questions that like um, that is just outside of the box. It's this. It's yeah. I think. I think. Well, technically you can, but it's it's how it's represented on the title because you're sharing. You're still sharing the property. You're still sharing that piece of property. Yeah. So. So Bricklet will effectively be their kind. The company of Bricklet is an asset manager. Long Game is an asset manager, property manager. Uh, I wouldn't say an asset manager because we assign an asset manager to do that job. Yeah. Um, it's a platform that just enables the efficiency to let the transactions happen. So it's more of a trading style platform. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to know, I think over the Christmas period or in December, I saw an AFR article. Yep. And it was funny because I'm, I was chatting to you and then I saw the article and I'm like, Bricklet? I've heard of freaking Bricklet. And then we were talking. So, tell us about what the contents of that article were. Yeah. So, we, um, I mean, there's been a couple of articles written um, recently, which has been great. And um, one of the AFR articles mentions the investors. Um, we have two cornerstone investors in our, in our business Mervac and Stockland, um, you know, great developers, great development companies who see the value of, of Bricklet. The other article was written about the prop tech companies to watch in 2020, um, and we were listed there as the first one. So, very, yeah. very stoked to, uh, to see that. Yeah, that's amazing. So, what's the website for Bricklet? Uh, so, just go to bricklet.com.au. No worries. Well, are you game to answer some listener questions? Absolutely. All right, let me get them up. We're going to get into the weeds a little bit, if you're ready, Darren. Yeah, great. And we've got a question first from Ben McConnell. Will Bricklet properties all be new, as in the ability to claim full depreciation? Yes, at the moment, um, we are all 100% their new properties. Um, we work with developers on that, so yes, the answer to that is... Um, but long term, we'll also be looking at existing properties in the future. Yeah, great. And he's got a follow-up question. Who makes the decisions in regard to the R&M and capital improvements? What does R&M mean? So, the repairs and maintenance. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. Uh, does it have to be a full consens- consensus among the bricklet holders or do you guys just make the call? Yeah, so that's up to the asset manager. So, um, so Bricklet doesn't make any decisions around that either. The asset manager that we assign is there to purely do all that. That's their job. Yeah. Uh, Renee asks, 
What's the minimum investment? How easy is it to get money out? What are the fees like? The minimum investment at the moment it's around twenty five thousand dollars. Getting the you know getting the money out or effectively selling your bricklet is a matter of um, putting it onto the platform and then finding a buyer on the platform. So and that's yet to be proven. Correct. Yet. Yeah. Again, this is new technology. Yeah. And it's a way in. Okay. Here's a question. Well, it's more information for people just to really understand how the concept works. So, if Glenn James purchased a brick, a bricklet of $25,000 and then I sold that bricklet five years later yep. for $50,000, yep. that means I've made a $25,000 gain. So, Correct. that gain sits on my tax return. Yep. I might get a capital gains tax discount because it's an asset that I've held for uh, over 12 months. Yep. So, I would effectively have to pay capital gains tax on 12 and a half grand. Yep. So, for everyone out there, it on your tax return, it will say you own number seven Smith Street, value 25 grand. Yeah, you'll list that as an asset. Yes, yep. on your own tax return. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I just need to drum that home that it is direct. Yeah. Yep. And you can always go and check the land title as well. Yes. And what are the fees like on going for a bricklet? So, what we do is we charge a fee to the developer when it's first brought onto the platform and the ongoing fees um, is a small percentage. It's less than less than half percent of the, of the rental um, that is charged as the platform fee. Sweet. And there's no transaction fees to the bricklet transaction. So, we don't charge any kind of transaction fees when you're buying or selling your bricklets. Yeah, sweet. What is the company interest on Bricklet? Do they, and this is from Alexander, do they have all conveyance things when the owner has changed? So I guess when you're buying property, you'd use the conveyance to swap contracts, but the platform takes care of that. Yeah, so underlying the platform. So remember I talked about the e-conveyancing? Yes. So there's a whole load of processes and we don't need to go into all the detail about how it works. But, but um, effectively, because it is a platform, I can't go to my lawyer down the road and get them to do the conveyancing correct. when I want to buy Bricklet. That's yeah, right. It's a product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who does all accounting and the yearly reports on the property? Would that just be the property management? So, yeah, so we, we get data feeds from the, from the asset manager. We get data feeds from, you know, all the relevant parties that are involved in it, including valuations, and then all that data is, is then um, provided as uh, regular reports to the regular holders. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Luke says looks similar to BrickX. Well, we've explained that it's not similar because it's actually completely different. Uh, Louise Kelly, what would happen if Bricklet went bust? How would individual investors extricate themselves from a property or would a group consensus then be to sell the property? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question and I guess, you know, um, worst case, absolute worst case and Bricklet didn't didn't exist anymore. It built into the, into the trust is, um, you know, basically what would happen is all the properties would be released out of Bricklet because it doesn't exist anymore and the Bricklet holders basically have a share in the property. Yes. So, to sell that property, they would have to collaborate together yes. in the way that they do now, which is the biggest problem at the moment with joint ownership of property. Um, and in fact, we're seeing now, you know, I mean, people don't even like to buy property with their families, family members for that exact reason or Bricklet, you know, while it's operating obviously solves that problem yeah. but you get the same challenge so, do, like and it's a really crappy question to ask yourself but sue me like do you see any risks with bricklet like because we've like we've all got amazing ideas and amazing products like yeah. i guess if i'm workshopping it the risk is if i 
and I'm just going to talk through what I think a risk would be for me. So yep. if I put 25 grand in and then five years later, I'm like, oh, I've got a bricklet. I want to sell it, but I can't sell it. It's because you've got to realize that it's direct property and it could actually be only worth 20 grand then. Bricklet don't have any control over the market price. Correct. Yeah. So I guess the two biggest risks for you know someone who who purchases bricklets is you know it's property so you you do have that market risk of price um, and the other one to be totally transparent is the liquidity you know is there going to be a buyer down the track when you want to sell it but that's a risk not with bricklet but with property as an asset class correct yeah sweet and again we're just drilling home that bricklet is the tech platform it's like if i work for uber what are the advan- What's the risks of driving for Uber? Well, Uber goes bust. I still own a freaking car, though. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go get a tenant myself. I've got to go get my own person to shuffle around. And there's a couple of questions here from David Stevens and Aaron Walker. And I'll answer them because I don't want um, Darren to get into financial advice. But why use Bricklet versus a, a real estate investment trust? And Aaron says, why do you think people should choose this type of investment over buying shares? Well, that question's actually got nothing to do with Bricklet. That question is, you've got money to invest. What's your investment strategy? My investment strategy is I want low maintenance, set, forget. I just want to pump you know, $2,000 in a month. Yeah, sure. That might be an investment on the share market. Or my investment is I love property. I was always in a property family. Everyone's a property zombie. I want some exposure to property, so I'm using property as my investing strategy. So that question, I wouldn't expect you to answer that because I can't tell people why they should invest in property or why they shouldn't because Bricklet is a platform that has property as an asset class. Lachlan asks, what's the legal structure of ownership? Do the consumer literally own the property or do they own part of the fund that manages the properties? Yeah, so I think we've answered that, Lachlan. You own a part, a slice of that property. Would there be any ever a case where there's more than 25 bricklets in a property? Potentially, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, fast forward five years, um, we're sitting in Sydney. There's a second Sydney airport getting built. Bricklet buys the bloody airport and we all, you know, 5,000 people buy a bricklet in and a runway. Yeah. So, it, sky's the limit-ish. Yeah. Uh, Williams asks, is your investment held in trust solely for your benefit, i.e. protected and guaranteed and be returned if bricklet goes bust like an ETF? Well, no, because you own the you own asset. The property. Yeah. You own the property. Ali asks, is there one loan on the property or does each owner borrow money or are they not leveraged? I think we've answered that so not leverage now interesting in terms of financial strategy if i own my home over here worth five hundred thousand dollars i could go to the bank and borrow if i owned it outright i could borrow 200 grand against it for example and tell the bank i'm just renovating or whatever then i could take that money and buy 200 grand worth of bricklets all around australia Correct. And then I borrowed to invest into bricklets. Yeah, absolutely. Which could be a cool strategy, do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to invest in property and borrow off your existing home, if you can get the money out, why not get exposure all over Australia? Yeah. And if you think about, um, without giving any advice, the interest rate that your mortgage would be versus the, the yield on the potential bricklets that you're going to buy, given that you're going to get some potential capital growth as well, um, makes it a very interesting thing to look at. Yeah, totally. Nathan asks, sounds like BrickX. 
It sounds like yeah, bloody, it, does, it does sound like yeah. it because Bricklet BrickX they do yeah. sound they do sound yeah. the what same. What makes you different? So I think your new website is not brickx.com.au forward slash bricklet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in this space and I is there anything else you wanted to add about Bricklet? Uh, I don't think so at this stage. I think um, you know that's pretty much covered it all, and the, you know the, there were some really good questions from your guys. So um, I think you know. We, what about me? Do I have good questions? Oh, of course, your yeah. questions were good. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a little bit of a plug to the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Shout out! <laughs> Thanks for listening, M3 community. Actually, I've got a question. Well, it's more of a statement for the listeners, right? Just because it's a tech play, and I can have an an entry price into a bricklet of 25 grand maybe, right? Yeah. I'm not telling you, one, to buy anything because I can't give advice over a freaking podcast. Two, if you're investing 25 grand into a bricklet, right, have it in mind that it's a property, so you need to keep your flipping mitts off that for at least five years anyway, okay? So, don't just go, oh, I'm going to park some money in a bricklet. No, it's not a car park for money. It's an investment into property, yeah, absolutely. And probably something that we didn't cover on that point is that you do pay the stamp duty on the way in, right? So, each time that as a purchase, you will pay the fees. You know, you do want to okay. keep that in mind. So, if one person switches out and there's a stamp duty, I know because the purchase is still pro-rata. It's, yes. just, it's just that there's a, you know, it's it's not like buying shares, where you, that, which is why obviously you can trade it fast because yeah. there's no, I mean, other than the small trading fee, yes. there's no, you know, stamp duty. Yes. But it could be like if you are interested in property ownership and you've got a good income and you might want to do a bit of traveling or have gap years or whatever, Bricklet could be, and this is what I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Throw 25 grand in a Bricklet, for example, and then practice what it's like to be a property owner seeing it on the tax return, getting the depreciation schedule, paying management fees because you're a landlord, okay? So, you might go, oh, this is a bloody pain in the ass. I'm not doing it anymore rather than going to buy property for 500 grand and being really committed. Yeah. Question, do people know who the other bricklet holders are or Mm. is it confidential? It's confidential on the Bricklet platform. However, you can... Do a land title search. Do a land title search, which doesn't disclose a lot of information. Yeah. And realistically, if you want to keep anonymous, set up a trust and buy your assets through a trust. I do that. Call it the secret trust. The secret trust. (laughs) The circle of trust. Hey, Darren, that's been really cool. Bricklet.com.au for more information. And if you do have any other questions or info about Bricklet... I guess throw them up in the Facebook group and we can discuss it as a community. But from what I've heard today, it's just a tech play to get easy access into direct property. Well on. Love it. All right. Thanks, Darren. Great. Thanks See a lot. See you soon. Bye. See you. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asher. 
anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.